0: You deserve that.
1: Try new bubbly bursts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you
0: Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at canva.com, designed for work.
1: Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, oh, look over there. Wow, is that the culture? Oh
0: yes. my goodness. Oh, wow. wow. yeah. Las
1: Ding Ding dong! dong. Last culture is calling. calling. Yet again, they couldn't stop us. They couldn't stop us. They tried. We forgot to book a guest yet again. That's what (laughs) Uh, you mean. I don't know if we forgot to book a guest as much as I'm just enjoying my time with my sister lately.
0: Absolutely. I really... (laughs) I think I'm having another... Not that... It's ebbs and flows or there's like, you know, revisiting phases of like, oh, I'm in my honeymoon with my sister. Yeah, I really I think it's. (laughs) I've, it's been a sustained many years of just thinking, <laughs> I appreciate the girl. And I don't mean to say that, you know, disaster will rear its ugly head. Oh, we assume. hope not. Oh my we God. We hope not. Or were you? Oh, sorry. And I, that was just my long-winded way of saying that I've been loving my sister.
1: I was actually thinking about you. Well, all the time. But yesterday I was thinking about you because I am in Chicago right now. I'm recording Ooh. live from Chicago. Everyone, thank you so much in Chicago that's come out to my show. One of the best cities one of the best cities and do you know what memory i was telling henry about the other day which i realized i had never told him because i think it even predated henry
0: is this is this going to berlin and the
1: and the man you went home with no not him although okay. we did we did talk about him and i had told him <laughs> about that because that was just a moment in time What I was remembering was, do you remember when we came with Pop Roulette to do Sketchfest? Yes. And the time I was just talking about this with Rachel, Amanda, and Sudi, who also were in Pop Roulette, like the other night when we all had dinner. But do you remember the time when we came to Chicago and we had a huge deep dish pizza moment? Oh, like before a show. And I'm not even kidding you. Like we were so full of cheese and shit and food, we We were.
0: We were very stoned, and then we went to go to like a Giordano's, um, which we love. Yeah, everyone, everyone loves to rag on Giordano's, <laughs> we happen to love it still. And we went that night and we ate so much deep dish pizza before our show at Sketchfest.
1: Oh my god, do you remember just like there was choreo in the one song, Beautiful Young? Remember, Beautiful Young? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. and were, and we're, the we're whole really chorus. hopping. It's just us jumping up and down and you could feel everyone hit the ground on every jump, like, it was just, (laughs) we were full of cheesy, shitty poop. Oh my god. Was that the same year as my dinner? (laughs) My fucking dinner. I think that was the night of my fucking dinner. Because that was the night where it took so long for our fucking dinner to get there that I was like, (laughs) I can't wait for my fucking dinner. Matt went into this, like, mobster
0: voice or something. (laughs) Where he was like, he was like a mobster slash guma <laughs> who, who kept saying, better give me my fucking dinner.
1: Ha-ha.
0: <laughs> that was true. And it like, broke me. And then, then we went back to this. We went, we, sh- we stayed at that horrible. It used to be a days in, I think it's a nicer hotel now. Oh my God. Um, I, I forgot. I went to I'm like diversity or something or like across from Trader Joe's. And we were so stoned after the show that we watched some cnn documentary on the 70s and the entire time matt was uh, stayed in the my dinner haha i don't even
1: remember watching that i remember and i remember
0: crying in laughter anytime you did my dinner haha and that was one of those moments where i was like this bitch is the funniest bitch on the planet
1: girl no that was the stupidest bit but i do remember i just i just will never forget that night of well, the, the fact is I had forgotten it. I hadn't thought about it in so right. long. And then I was just walking the streets the other night and I'm like, oh my God. It was like sense memory. I could feel yeah. how full we were and we were doing our like jump up and down choreography. And do you remember we got off stage and it was like a race to the bathroom. We all had to shit <laughs> so bad because we were shaking all the cheesy deep dish pizza in our bodies during the choreo and singing, which we had to sound so bad because we could barely breathe because of all the cheese and poop. Oh God.
0: I just, we've learned so much. We've come such a long way since just in terms of, we would never do
1: that to our bodies now, I don't think. Never again. Now I'm just like, I, I, I don't know about you, but even the littlest piece of like garbage food that I eat, I feel in my body now in a way yeah. where it's like, oh, no wonder. I could. I felt like I could conquer the world at 23 eating deep dish before a show. Now it's like, no.
0: What did you do to prep for this, the show last night?
1: Well, you know what's weird? I've become like um I've become kind of a shut in lately because I just mm. really don't want to abuse my voice. Like I really want to make sure because I have to do eleven shows all December. And the thing is, I'm not even just like, I'm not even being like a obnoxious, like, you know, f- vocalist type. I'm just no. like, I just know that I want to be able to get through the shows and it's important for the comedy that like it's sung well or whatever. Yes, and so like it just I'm just trying to be literally as boring as possible and drinking a lot of tea with honey. I'm um, like I said I'm off the sauce of marijuana. It's really helping. And now <laughs> after my show tonight, tomorrow I have a whole day and night in Chicago and I'm wondering what what are the things I should do?
0: Gosh, it's been a while for me. There's just so many things to do in Chicago, but if you don't Yeah, it's one
1: of the best cities.
0: It really is one of the best cities if you like have time to go up to like Andersonville or something. Mm. It's like the it's more of like a residential gay neighborhood. Yeah. Um. As opposed to Boys Town, but like, there's lots of cute bars there. But again, if you're off the sauce, even though you <laughs> met, you referred to the sauce as marijuana earlier, <laughs> if you're off the sauce with alcohol as no, well. No, I'm
1: not. Not after the show, I will have a couple. Cocktails. Oh, okay, okay. Dar- okay. Then darling go, darling
0: dear, go up to Andersonville. There's a there's a cocktail bar there. I'm sure our Chicago readers are shouting the name right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But just Google like. Andersonville cocktail bar and get a martini yeah. there. It's delightful. And then you uh-huh. know, are there friends? Do other other friends in town?
1: You know, Henry not really. Henry's here, but he's he's leaving. Um, so we're recording this on Monday. He's leaving tomorrow, so I have like all okay, of, okay. all of tomorrow to myself, which I kind of love. I kind of love the I experience love that. of just being in a city by yourself, going walking, doing the thing. I miss being cold as much as weird as that sounds. Chicago's so very solitary a great place for that. Yeah.
0: I know, and this is again, this is just in reference to what we talked about last week with, you know, you thinking that Sudi may have subtly thrown shade at you. <laughs> but I think you could go to a museum. Mm hmm.
1: If I would you want to, to. Perf-
0: perfect solo activity.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Or watch a film that's in the, um, you know, awards race.
1: Well, I have something to say about that.
0: Yeah. um, Please tell us if you want about your experience watching West Side Story 2021.
1: Yeah. I got to see West Side Story 2021 a little bit early. And I don't know if you've been like sort of keeping up with the Oscar race of it all. We talked a little Uh bit last week, uh but I have a feeling this is going to come in and clear the deck because, oh my God, is it good. It's so good. Oh my God. I can't wait. It's like, well, let's just first say, because because we're still trying to lure her to the podcast, Rachel Ziegler. She gets the end introducing Rachel Ziegler like moment at the end, like in Uh, the credits. And honestly, I had forgotten that she hasn't done a million things just because she's such a natural as Maria. And it's such amazing casting. Her voice is unbelievable. She's got chemistry with everyone on screen she just really cuts through. I mean, you saw in the trailer when the, when the shot of her in the gym, uh-huh, uh-huh. like you, this is a superstar. Oh my
0: God. This is very like exciting. A major
1: way. It's really, this is exciting.
0: very exciting. And she's a little monster. She is a reader. Oh my God. She, all
1: the titles,
0: all the titles. I mean, she's a reader as far as I can tell. She always, you know, DMs me shit that we say on the podcast. And I, I'm certain she heard us calling for her last week. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's just a thing where maybe it's, you know, fucking publicists being like, maybe not. That's my only theory. As you to know why what
1: she- though? We have to get the official ask out because we haven't actually done the official ask. So we we'll, we're going to talk to her. My thing is I just, I'm this close to just
0: DMing the child. You should. And saying, Hey, come on. We're going to have a great time it's not going to be like we're not going to like try to like get a moment out of this it's not us making it like we i don't think we do this podcast to make headlines ever i don't think we the, the lovely thing about this podcast is that we don't make headlines the yeah. only headlines that we've made are that um <laughs> i think andy cohen has banned me from watch what happens live which is not <laughs> even true and I, and I keep perpetuating that for myself against my own interests But I think Rachel should come on and have a great time.
1: We would have an absolutely fabulous time. And I'll say this. like She is unbelievable in the movie. The the takeaway from it for me, when I left that theater, I felt a whole different way about Ariana Ariana. DeBose. Love it. Because here's the deal. When I heard that Ariana DeBose was cast as Anita, I was like, huh. Because I've only seen her in things like The Prom... And you know, in Schmigadoon, she's literally playing like the buttoned up like school teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in she's got a kind of like a thankless role in the prom. So I thought, is she gonna be able to, you know, is she fiery? Like, does she really like have it in that way? Oh my God. I think that Ariana DeBose in West Side Story is the best performance in a movie musical <gasps> since Catherine Zeta Jones in Chicago. I oh think it is. Oh my God. It's a slam
0: dunk people of course she has that spark i mean she was donna she was donna in the donna donna summer musical and
1: i knew that but i didn't see it did you see the Donna i summer never musical? I, I
0: didn't but i i just think you know that that was kind of my 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 like just that credit you can't like flop in that role you know yeah. like i'm no, sure you like not.
1: you may not i was
0: not going to um doubt her as anita at all not that Mm. that, i'm not i'm not not saying that's what you were you were doing but like i was like this seems pretty solid like i couldn't think of anyone else who i know of who could play that but i mean i love it i'm rooting for ariana all the way queer legend we, we she's she seems
1: great and you know what's an interesting fact if Kristen stewart wins best actress at the oscars like they're saying she might and if ariana gets what she deserves and wins is best, best supporting. supporting actress then two queer women will win the oscars this year oh, and that would be very cool that would be very cool she is literally i mean bowen uh, then i i didn't really connect that she, i knew she was a tony nominated actress for the donna summer musical i didn't connect I di- or i didn't know did you know that she was on so you think you could dance no but, but i think i, I, think I was, did
0: google that like that came up in a google search at, at one point like fairly recently that's yeah. that's that's so cool
1: like she dances so incredibly well and it's like mm. remember like this is like you know, all the best of the best are going to be in this movie. And when I tell you, she like sears through the screen. I saw, Um, I was next to Joel Kim Booster and he turned to me and he was like, I mean, she's absolutely killing it. And I think we forget sometimes like the role of Anita in West Side Story is maybe the best, one of I the think best it's roles the, I think it's for the an actress. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the plot entirely hinges on things that happen to her and like the way she reacts to things. And there is, a breath of emotions that you have to play in this part. Your comedy has to hit. You have to hit like in terms of like your sex appeal, your dancing, your musicality, all of it. But then it gets really
0: real. Yeah.
1: It gets really real. And she dramatically slayed it. And it was kind of cool because at the end of the movie, um when you know after i'm I'm sure i'm not ruining west side story for anyone but anita gets assaulted in the movie at the end of the movie and so in the new west side story the role of doc is now played by rita moreno who plays valentina who's his widow so she eventually is she essentially is playing that role and so it's her that's the one that chase all the men away that are assaulting Anita mm-hmm. and it almost mm-hmm. feels it feels poignant in a way yeah. and then Rita Moreno who's amazing in the movie and she mm. sings somewhere in the movie too which wow. is like a really cool change but she has this moment where she turns to all them and I don't want to give away what she says but it's just like feels very full circle and yeah. sad in a way that's um that's, I think, really impactful. And, you know, Steven Spielberg is Spielberg for a reason, bitch. I mean, it is, just is what it is. Name another legend. There, but really, though? No, I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm not even being ironic about uh, it. I didn't it's- say you were, honey. I'm agreeing with you, and I'm saying, but really, though. Because honey. sometimes when someone says something, you can say, but really, though, as an affirmative, and that's a rule of culture. It's rule of culture, what was it? Fifty. 50- Two. 52 sometimes, sometimes when someone when says someone something says, you, can you can say, say but, but really, really though, though as, an as, I, as an
0: affirmation the man is a legend <laughs> there's not much more to say than that
1: the, when, when I tell you that he's directed the following films go on West Side Story 2021 mm. Jurassic
0: Park that's right
1: honey Jaws honey E.T. E.T. heard of her Heard of her? Maybe not lately, but if you think for even a second, you remember the doll who came down from the alien heavens and made her way with a Reese's Pieces and into the hearts of millions. Lincoln. Lincoln. One of the tallest gays. One of the tallest gays. <laughs> That's a really culture. <laughs> That's really culture number 40. Lincoln. Lincoln. One of, one the, of the tallest, tallest gays.
0: I mean, between him, I, I I, really... Again, this is a lot of directors, but I really appreciate a director who is as sort of... What's the word? Like, successful as him, but also, uh like, prolific. versatile. Prolific. Yeah. And Dynamic. Prol- there, yeah. there are directors who are prolific, but not versatile. And I yep. think, like, the only two I can think of right now are, like, Spielberg and, like, Ang Lee. And there's, of course, mm-hmm. there's so many others. Yes. But I just think, like... Those are two directors who, like can do it all, yeah. and I think they like going after things that are very different from one another. And I think Spielberg has always done that
1: anyway. I also him. think like even in his very mainstream fair, like in his mainstream mm-hmm. efforts, there's something real at the at the center all, all of the it.
0: stuff is mainstream, of course, but yeah, 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 yeah. it's like well, something real.
1: Yeah, by nature of being a Spielberg movie, you're going to be kind of you're, it's going to come out and people are going to be seeing it. But he mm-hmm. he's not shy about putting messages in his movies. I don't no,
0: think. no, no, right, right. I mean, you heard it here first. Steven Spielberg is good. Rule of yeah. culture number seven. Steven, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg is, is good. good.
1: He actually is very good, and I mean, the thing is, he, he fucking knocked this out of the park. What's your experience? I'm wondering, though, because mm-hmm. you were a child of Sound of Music, as we famously got to the root of, really a year ago, when we did the 12 Days of Culture, and we did one on When Jaws Ate the Girls, mm-hmm. and we sort of had one of our, I think, best discussions One of the about, best narratives. One of the best narratives was about how I was a Jaws child, and you were a Sound of Music child. Were you also a West Side Story child? I was not really a West Side Story child.
0: Mm. I was introduced to it in school. Yeah. In middle school. Um, I had, I'd always known about it. I knew about, like, I feel pretty. I knew about when you're a jet. I knew about America. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't make sense to me until we, like, studied Shakespeare in middle school and, like, our teacher, Mr. Bot who hated me, but he was this like hippie man who, and he like every year he did for um, the eighth graders, he did a sixties unit and it was Mm -hmm. so fun. And like, every group did like a 60s like a project on something in the 60s in the 60s i got it kind of got steamrolled into this group where vicky reese jones made us do um vicky if you're listening hi i think she made us do a pink floyd we did it we did something on pink floyd i have no still have no affinity for pink floyd whatsoever yeah Lo- love the dolls but were never for me still aren't for me i don't love the dolls <laughs> i don't love them everyone else got to do like you could do anything from the 60s so like you could do like like I remember, someone did like I Love Lucy or just Lucille Ball. Yeah, because um, I guess I Love Lucy is kind of
1: technically fifties into sixties. Sort of, you know, bleeds into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But like, you could do like anything from the Vietnam War if you wanted to be a you know a boy about it. You could do <laughs> like um, obviously people did the Beatles, but like it was so fun. Anyway, West Side Story was part of the Shakespeare unit and. It was just like, mm. my mind had been blown. It was my first time, like, I think it was like, around that time, like, I watched Into the Woods, like, the PBS, like, recording of it and mm-hmm. West Side Story. I was, like, figuring out who Sondheim was. And, um, yeah, I, I was just kind of, like, really, like, naturally proselytized into, like, the legend of West Side Story.
1: Now, uh, that was all fascinating and interesting, but I need to circle back to one uh-huh. point because yeah. it's, it's one of the other lost culture narratives that I'm sort of um yes, yes. discovering. This teacher's name is Mr. Dobb. Mr. Bot. Mr. Bot. B-A-T-T. Okay, and you, and you said he hated me. And yeah. can I just notice a pattern? A lot of teachers hated me. Yeah, what is this? Like, did a lot do you do you have it in your head that a lot of your teachers hated you? Or were you a little shit? Because I was a little shit, and no. I got like, I, I at
0: home I was like kind of boring, kind of a weirdo. <laughs> didn't really like, I just wasn't that social. And then I would get <laughs> to school, and I would like just let it all out. Like I really, mm. the way I, the way this kid was able to bisect his life, compartmentalized, da- compartmentalize it down, down was really crazy. And so Mr. Bot really uh-huh. disliked me. Oh, this was seventh grade. Okay, seventh grade was Mr. Bot, and then eighth grade the teacher who hated me who hated me was mrs fox wow Uh, mrs fox really hated me she was this like young gorgeous science teacher who was about to get married she was such a good teacher but i was she kept a check she kept like a clipboard and each class a different student had the clipboard and if you misbehaved then like the person would have to like mark you down like put an X next to your name and like you got many X's. <gasps> I got so many, but Miss But Mrs. Fox, Miss Fox and I loved SNL. Oh. So I would bring in like clips of SNL tapes. And we would like laugh and watch them together. I was I was such a weird fucking So kid. you think
1: that maybe school and the fact that she was your quote unquote teacher maybe got in the way of you and Ms. Fox. Do you know her first name? Uh, Amy. Amy Fox. Amy. I think that Bowen and Amy, there's a story there. <laughs> there's a story that we never got to hear, which is a friendship between Bowen and Amy. And the I think the tutelage of Mrs. Fox and Bowen, I think it got in the way.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, for sure. What were, where were your, um, what were some teachers who you bummed heads with?
1: Here's the deal. I used to get all the time. So this is weird, but like, um, I actually was a rather serious kid when I was Mm -hmm. like in second, third and fourth grade, I took school very seriously. I think subconsciously I knew I had something to overcompensate for, which was gay. And so I also, I have a coach dad and, you know, expected a lot and so I I had like a good deal of um, you know being that kid that raised his hand first and being annoying sort of Rachel Berry disease if you will always yeah. looking at everyone's grades kind of being annoying and I remember I had this teacher Mr. D Mr. Dumagard and um, he like I was a huge Mets fan and I would come with my Mets jerseys all the time and he was a Yankees fan and we had like that fake animosity but mm. I loved him because he was so much fun and made me what laugh did he teach? And, He was my he was my general General teacher teacher. in fourth Uh grade. Oh, fourth! Uh At the end of the year, he said to everyone, he said he said he gave everyone one different piece of advice. He pulled us all out in the hallway. That's yeah, interesting. Okay, and he 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 was like, I have something to tell you all. It's different. It's personalized. I have one thing I want to leave you with that I've experienced working with you all year. And so he pulled me out in the hallway, and he said to me, he was like, "You need to have more fun." Not everything is so serious. He's what? like, stop taking everything so seriously because I can tell that you you want to have a lot of fun, but there's something that's not letting you and you can let yourself have more fun. And I literally took it. I was like, yeah, he's right. He's right. I have to have more fun. I'm fun like it's, it's I know it about you've me. been bon vivant ever since and that's when I started to get the comment on my progress reports socializing disturbs learning socializing disturbs learning I would get railed by my teachers for <gasps> talking too much being too fun I think and they just couldn't take the heat Bo they couldn't take the heat
0: girl literally sister life hashtag literally sister
1: life hashtag they couldn't They they could not take either of our heats that's no. what it was I think you
0: and I always think about this. I always think about this. Had this hypothetical in the past, uh-huh. would we have gotten along in school? I think the answer is I. I still think it's no. I think we would have like been threatened by the other.
1: I don't know like, about threatened. I think we would have had an in-school rapport. Uh-huh. That that would have been really fun, and then, no, we not, I don't we know when
0: we wouldn't have hung out outside of school. You think? Well,
1: you were you did different things than I did. Like I was very much like involved in like a. Um, like a like a, a athletic circle, and you did more theater, and like I feel like probably were a lot more interested in like actual things that mattered, like school. And didn't you do improv in high school? I, I mean, did like, improv in high yes, school. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I I wasn't interested in any of that because we didn't have that. It was like you either did mm-hmm. sports or you went home or you mm-hmm. did theater. But I wasn't doing that, mm. so I don't think our interests would have crossed. But right. in school, mama. mama, mama, I think we would have been doing bits and not even knowing what bits were. Oh, see that's so sweet.
0: I know it is. Oh, you would have been homecoming king at my school. You would have beat. You would have knocked me out of the spot.
1: See, I don't think that's true because I think that we would have different voting bases. (laughs) I think that people that vote for you would not have voted for me, and who knows? Who knows? I just. But the only the only thing we can do now is have a runoff. And you're going to win.
0: <laughs> no, no. That's so crazy. Everyone
1: tag who you think is homecoming king out of me and Bowen. And it's okay. It's and okay. No, I, I, I actually think a lot of the listeners
0: are more <laughs> emotionally connected to Matt. Because he makes them actually... That. I don't think I make people laugh on this show. That's not true, Bowen. You're okay. so stupid and a fool. I think, I think I'm kind of like the audience <laughs> surrogate being like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I don't think I'm the one here like making jokes. Like <laughs> that is foolish being magical in my output. Everything that comes out of Matt Rogers' mouth is so beautiful and funny. You and shut up. it's, it's a crazy skill. Crazy no, talent.
1: First of all, that's because I, I, you don't even need to try so hard to say things that are no. funny and impactful. Sometimes just under your breath, you'll say something brilliant and I'll hear it later, like listening back to the pod. And I'm like, wow, that was so good. The impact <laughs> the impact is always, the, the <laughs> phrases people
0: remember are always Matt Rogers' originals. No,
1: that's just, no. And that's, just say louder. that's a
0: fact. No, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a competition. I'm just Listen, saying-
1: I'll tell you this though, I'm already out on the road for like literally one day. I'm so happy. I'm so I excited. I am so excited to be meeting all the readers, oh. everyone that's coming out to the shows. I'm obsessed. Um, I, it's just everyone is so nice and so kind. Um, we love and, the readers. Like, genuinely, like, it's just, I, I can just tell that it's going to be a really fun month getting to meet all you guys. And you might even see Bo and Yang at one of the shows if you're Ooh. a lucky audience member. <laughs> I can't Um,
0: wait. My favorite show. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst.
1: Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles,
0: and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about.
1: Try new bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too?
0: With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or
1: interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home? You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card? What? There are no
0: annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted.
1: forward slash Culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash Culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A.
0: members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits supply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow roasted chicken. Pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco
2: bell now now i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring
1: Speaking of what we're really talking about each other, which is uh, mutual respect. Okay. Okay. Guess what I watched on a plane. What did you watch? The film Respect, uh, which was about Aretha Franklin. Did you see this? I did not. You should see Respect starring Jennifer Hudson as Aretha Franklin because here's another thing. like, I think my thing with Ariana DeBose was like, oh, I don't know, like maybe she's not right for this part, and then she blew me away. Jennifer Hudson, I've seen act many times. I think we've all seen Jennifer Hudson act many Mm -hmm, times, mm -hmm. and we all have different opinions on her acting. But after you watch Respect... You can't really debate Jennifer Hudson's acting anymore. She is acting this part all the way down.
0: All the way down. I have never... I'm one of those people who is always, always marveling at Jennifer Hudson's acting. Team J-Hud team j had oh i i'm so happy wait because wasn't she supposed to sort of wasn't she sort of in the conversation last year for
1: for awards well this is the sort of thing that happens with the quote unquote conversation is that movies like come out early in the year and it doesn't really matter how good they are because they're not coming out at the time of oscars consideration because i feel like if this movie comes out like this month and everyone sees jennifer hudson this month when people are talking about the oscars then there's like probably no question that she gets nominated, but it's like this with the movie In the Heights, too. I thought In the Heights was amazing. Yeah, that's right. And no one's talking about it. And, like, talk about great musical performances. Like, Anthony Ramos in In the Heights is unreal and doing things that the other girls aren't doing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And, um, he And no one's talking about him. So I think just like, timing is so important.
0: Yeah. I mean... Mr. Chu will win his Oscar with Wicked, I'm sure.
1: Oh, I mean, and and did you see that sort of just what I thought would happen happened, which was, and I think this might have been your Lisa Barlow-esque plan all along, is you wanted to plant the seeds of Discord about the ca- about the casting of um, Bowen Yang as Bach, and you wanted to plant the seeds so that the fans would be like, oh my God, it is really a good no, idea. And fans, now what's happening? Yes, they do, Bowen. The and now what's happening care. in the comments of the Instagram? It's saying it's tagging John M. Chu and saying no. John M. Chu, John M. Chu, John M. Chu. And you got exactly what you wanted. Lisa Barlow. No, I'm not being, I resent that. I'm so not, I have lost respect
0: for Lisa Barlow after this week. Salt like, we have to talk about this. Salt <laughs> Lake too. Oh my God. The zoo, the zoo, Mary M. Cosby must be. I mean, ex, I mean, I think we have to exile her. She <laughs> must
1: not crazy. Be, she, she can't be near anybody. It's crazy that just a year later, after the 12 days of Christmas, the 12 days of culture, Culture. we are having to remove Mary from this place in the lost culture canon because talk about a loose canon. I mean, you never know where the woman's coming from when she so the moment when Heather. So after she calls
0: Heather chubby, but before she says "Oh, that was before she says that. Either Whitney or Jen reminded her of a thug, like one of those quote unquote Mexican Mexicans. Like ugh, there was a moment there where Mary was like yelling at the group, like particularly Lisa or Meredith, about like, and it, it just, it really just made no sense what was coming, like really grammatically, mentally made no sense where she was like, she's not gonna tell me what you, the group thinks of like literally, I'm quoting her. Like she yeah. did she, I was like, this woman is not well. And there's something going on, and it actually like it's it's hit a it's hit a peak, and like okay, so Joel Kim Booster sent you and I the mid season trailer, and Mm -hmm. we're all talking about dissecting it, being like, oh my god, this is so great, and you know what an incredible season. Mm. I really have for the longest time thought. I think it's getting bad with watching Mary now as a viewer because it's not fun for me anymore. And I think after this week, it's no longer fun for me.
1: See, I would counter that by saying I had a very fun time watching the episode. And I did laugh out loud multiple times, which I can't say for every single episode. It's been so engrossing lately. It hasn't really been funny. Like, But in this episode, right. I truly was laughing out loud. Several times. Um, I find that
0: Whitney is the reason why I'm like invested. Whitney is a star for all time. Star. Mary is like it's really like capital letters hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Like the Mm -hmm. fucking like 30 Rock movie. Like it's it's so, (laughs) it's so it's really tough. And she's just this like bad person. I'm sorry. And she's like bribing people with shit well here's the thing
1: here's the thing about like so for people that that don't know apologies but um basically some other person in like like that's like uh you know attached to their friend group that used to be a member of mary's church who's now passed away
0: said he's passed away cameron's passed away
1: Cameron died. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So Cameron died. So so you can't you can't um, get any information about about his experience now. All we have is what he had said on the show. So basically, here's what happened. So this guy used to be a member of Mary's church and left the church. Like, and it was, it was not good. Like it was like, uh, he now says that he experienced quote unquote religious trauma as a result of being in her church. And when they, when he brings that to Meredith at this event, she's really uncomfortable because she's friends with Mary and she doesn't know what to think. So this ends up getting twisted and turned. And finally it's at the point where it's like so much has been said about her church and like the way that she runs the church or whatever, that it's been called a cult. And the fact is, like, none of us can ever really know that that's true unless more people come out and say things. And he was the only one who said something. And now they're saying that basically his illness that led to his passing may have- Been a result. May have resulted in him not being clear about what he was saying. Oh. So So now the narrative is- everyone that doesn't want to believe that he had quote-unquote religious trauma in Mary's church is like, well, remember that Cameron was very ill and his ability to remember things and articulate his actual emotions and feelings may have been impaired. So, that's, this is like... That's yeah. spicy now. I mean, that's that's the perspective that like Meredith is taking. That's the perspective that Mary is taking. Well, so, now it's like split the group up into factions. Can I say something about Meredith?
0: Yeah. Oops. Like clearly someone who really cares about loyalty and like, that's why she's siding with Mary in a lot of this is because according to Meredith, Mary was the only person who like didn't spread rumors about her and Seth in season one. And I'm like, is loyalty that important to you that like you, I just, it's disappointing because it's like shit that like she, it's like, it's like, you know, who else like is obsessed with loyalty is Jen, you know, who else is Mm -hmm. obsessed with like, status in the same way as Jen like the like Meredith and Jen are not that dissimilar to me
1: just like from a macro point of view if someone says that one of their top things is loyalty it's that a is red a flag. red that is a huge red flag because why do you care about loyalty I don't give uh, a shit about loyalty no? I mean here's the thing if 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 you did something really wrong like yes. if I found out that I don't know. What's something that you, what's a crime you could possibly commit? If If I I found out that I I like committed wire fraud on the elderly, like
0: what would you
1: say? Like if I found out that you were preying on people, I would be like, hey, I think that this is really wrong. And you know that I care for you and love you, but I want you to either, I want you to own up to this. And I also want you to get help. Like, and I'm not gonna stand here and excuse any part of what you've done. And also, I, I wouldn't think that you would want me to do that. Likewise with me, like if I was ever really in trouble, would I want you to be there for me? Yeah, but but also part of being a friend is I think holding people accountable and then helping them see how they can improve. But also like if someone is a harmful person, if someone is a criminal with and there are victims, like that's, at that yeah. point, it's it's different. And to see Heather's blind loyalty to Jen is really weird. And I know she's like the hero of the show, her and Whitney, but not one of these people is like morally clean slate at this point because the loyalty of it all, the word that keeps getting thrown around it's just really Even, like, odd. Even on to Beverly, me, on me, Beverly like,
0: Hills, too. Yeah. Like, when someone is in a really tricky situation like this, legally speaking, mm-hmm. loyalty comes in very at very weird times, and it makes me like lose respect. Like we're saying, like for the people who like bring it up, and I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's very, I don't know. Like the, all of these women now are like, except for honestly, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Whitney is the only one that I'm still like would hang. You know,
1: I think that Lisa saw a fracture in our friendship and swept in in order to control me.
0: Wow. Vanessa Bayer found dead. (laughs) Vanessa Bayer's impression of Whitney Rose found dead. (laughs) Whitney is cracking me up. I love her so much. What a great person.
1: There's only one. Wild Rose.
0: Fraud. Fraud. Fraud.
1: I had the fucking chills. I have the fucking, fucking chills. chills. <laughs> I mean, I have a sugar daddy. So many good quotables. So many great moments. She's risen to season. the top. She's yeah. risen to the top. I think she's one of
0: the best. I mean, between her and Wendy, that's the tie for best housewife.
1: Also, it's so funny to me that like Jen Shaw is like not on this season at all.
0: Like it's like, and we haven't even got, I mean, I think like obviously the last few weeks has been her like sorting things out. I think based on the trailer, the mid season trailer, like she's coming back in full force.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely coming kind of back in full force. And I just like how they all get in a room together again, I don't really know. Makes this no trip sense. to Vale was absolutely insane. Also, just like I can't stress enough like then the probably one of the funniest scenes of the season was Whitney being like you got you guys all got gifts what did you get <laughs> and then they all went around and said what designer gift they got from Mary who's sitting there in the. I have to say the most no. hideous clothes Ugliest I've ever seen
0: <laughs> like, like,
1: time and time again wearing the most hideous clothes I've ever seen she's not okay that's another red flag, though. When someone calls themselves a fashionista, that's a red flag, too. <laughs> and they dress like that. And uh. <sighs> if you call yourself a fashionista, no, you are a walking red flag. Don't tell me that loyalty is important to you. That makes me feel like you've done something wrong, but I have to be loyal yeah, to you through the thick yeah, of. And yeah. if you say you're a fashionista, that is placing a really high bar. <laughs> It, it drives me nuts. Like these women who are like obsessed with fashion, they show up wearing looking like Sutton. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. Of course, <laughs> that's tragic. I mean, we call ourselves culturistas and we don't know shit about culture, but we know that about ourselves. It's ironic. The irony,
1: the irony, jumped, irony out.
0: jumped out. The irony oh jumped out. The irony jumped out. When you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. The clown comes, comes back, back
1: to, to bite. bite. I'm, I'm waving my pencil around.
0: I thought I remembered that line from Charm School, Monique. Thank you. The mm-hmm. first time in a long time. And I laughed and laughed at how
1: perfect it is. Perfect television. Moment. <laughs> it's simply perfect. Pretty much everything that Monique did on that season was amazing. Although, you know, it is like she really was cashing a check. Of but- course. But I miss that I miss that era of reality TV that ended so abruptly after
0: that guy on Megan wants a millionaire was found out to have killed someone yeah. and then they couldn't do any more of those shows and you didn't like and I think that really was like VH1 like won the lottery with those shows. Like, yeah. it just, it was, the, it became their, like, you know, the challenge where, like, I Love Money became, like, the challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, oh, I really miss that era. Yeah,
1: I think the problem with that era was that it was very exploitative. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much, the, the, what, you happening like, people. is, 100%, you met icons. I mean, it birthed Tiffany New York Pollard. Like, we for that, we have To give it its props. But I think that unfortunately what they were not doing was checking to see if these people were actually batshit insane. Yeah. And now I'm thinking when you cast reality TV now. Now I think you you are
0: looking for insane people. Like Mary is such a controversial topic. And I think the Bravo world yeah and like the, and like, the, and like the universe of it all because you're like is is it worth it like i don't know what were, you, what were you gonna say
1: no i was just gonna say like i think they're looking for people who are crazy without being a danger because that's the thing is i i think that in, in that old era like some of those people if they looked even a little bit further they would see oh this person is potentially a danger yeah whereas mary i don't think is a danger then again, we I don't know, I necessarily think she, know. You think she might be a danger? <laughs> cold stuff
0: aside, I just think she's a dangerous person to have on television. Because, because, can you unpack this? Because she's like a virulent racist. Like, That's it's very true. clear now. Like, it's like, I don't want that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want this woman isn't fun to me anymore. And she's like calling Heather like chubby and all this shit. And I'm like, I didn't like that. I I just, I, I really didn't like that. I'm, I'm sorry to sound like, no, yeah. Thin skinned. It's a, but it's not even that. It's just that like I am not enjoying this person. And my thing with Housewives is it mm. helps, it goes such a long way when I enjoy the people. That's why Potomac is my favorite. Even though I don't yeah. like some of them, I mostly like all of them.
1: But they're the worst with body shaming. And they're the, I mean, we stand Candace, but she's certainly said some uncouth Candace things. Candace said some
0: uncouth things, but then like, I don't know, Candace is very complex. <laughs> um, Candace also was roundly humiliated on this reunion in a way that might be karmic. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. like there there are things that like there are comeuppances that are just big and small enough. The stakes aren't too high on Potomac. Salt Lake feels like the stakes are very high. Oh yeah, and I love it. I know you love it. I love it too. But I just think I don't know. I'm like, I, there's something about Salt Lake this season. Like, it like is no longer like that enjoyable to me. Jen Shaw step aside, Jenny's a full flop. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Jenny's Jenny. Just once again, like there was a moment where like, I think it was after they had the conversation and Meredith is talking to Jenny about something. And Jenny was like, just like agreed with her in a way that was so uninteresting. And I was like, I think I said out loud, I was like, Jenny, once again, not adding anything meaningful to the conversation. Like when has she like ever like chimed in and, and, and said something that where you're like, Oh wow. Never. Not once on this damn show.
1: I think in the beginning of the season when she was initially telling her story about how she came to America and also like, um, you know, incredible life story. I just think she's a bad, I I don't care for her on television.
0: And I think that that's,
1: that's definitely true. I would say that she does not offer anything in, I mean, we saw like. There's in that coming attractions where she like slams a glass on the ground in front of Mary. I'm like, I'm also over them breaking things. I like, I don't know. Jen did that last season and there was, it was a reaped of like Desperate.
0: staging and all in desperation. And I'm just like yikes Des- uh,
1: desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? Have you watched Tic Tick, Boom yet?
0: I haven't. I'm so bad. I, I gotta watch it. I'm I'm really behind on on culture.
1: I only say because there's a song called Come to Your Senses and Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, and it's really a moment. And it's a duet between Vanessa Hudgens and Alexandra Ship. And can I just say, I think I'm way back on board the Hudge train because I just saw her Architectural Digest and she's got a beautiful home. I thought she was amazing in Tick, Tick, Boom. And I'm like obsessed with Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> I mean, I get it. And like, I think, you know what I think has aged very well,
0: unfortunately, and this is not for me to say, but I- believe that this is aged well is it just in terms of like an iconic moment in, <laughs> I early, in early COVID. But you know, <laughs> I mean maybe I shouldn't be doing this is amazing.
1: <laughs> I think, I mean, people are gonna die. die. But isn't that I'm like inevitable? Inevitable. Maybe I shouldn't maybe be should doing be this. Doing <laughs> She's like clearly like wine drunk like on her Insta Live. <laughs> plastered I thought like, you were gonna say when you hit that shablam oh
0: yeah I mean that's like I'm
1: so into Logan right now <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's, that was important because it was able to like everyone was able to zero in on like the type of person she represented yeah. in that moment which was like a cis woman straight let's say who like was just kind of like I don't know trying on these different terms for size. mm-hmm and like, and shablam is like not an incorrect that is, that, term for No, it. that is,
1: that is what it is. And she's so, got a dance background, an extensive dance background. Right. You forget, she's like a musical theater machine. That's why she gets cast in all this stuff. Like, I just think, I just think she's, I, I've always thought she's great. I think she's fun. And I've also heard that she's fun. Like, yeah. I, we, we, I don't know her, but I, I know some people that are friends with her. And apparently she's like a very, 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 good vibe when you Um, have a song called sneaker night this is what people don't talk about enough
0: a good vibe yeah go
1: no 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 I'm saying like people don't talk about sneaker night enough sneaker night
0: is like one of the ultimate getting ready songs
1: sneaker night is (laughs) it's a floor filler it's a floor (laughs) it's a anthem it's a it's, pregame classic. It's a pregame classic. It's forget about pregame. It's 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 during the game you it's can put the it game. on. You know how many times like out in LA like we've put on sneaker night just to like make sure that everyone can get on the same page and people f- f- fucking calibrate to that shit. They're like, oh, it's a sneaker night night. Got it. I mean, listen, I've been to parties that were sneaker night themed. Okay. I've seen uh, what they're not, what they haven't done, which they must do, is there must be a Sneaker Night lip sync on Drag Race. Sneaker Night is one of the most famous songs that no one talks about. They were singing it at weddings. At funerals. At funerals. At
0: graduations. At funerals. Children were singing the song. Children were singing the song. (laughs) I,
1: I, I, Sneaker Night Even from the beginning, put your sneakers on. We're going dancing all night long. Just from the very beginning, like the sort of breakdown that starts it. I'm like, whatever that is. (laughs) I got somewhere to be. Wow. It's so good. I think Vanessa Hudgens was the artist. Yeah, she is. People forget. She is an artist. She has lasted. Like I remember, I was I was watching <sighs> the Architectural Digest, and I'm like, "This house is beautiful. How does she afford this?" And then I remember she's booked for decades, <laughs> since like 2007 or whenever High School music <laughs> came out. Literally.
0: Oh my God. God bless her. Are we, we are rooting for her always. Well, she, and what she's a journey. In- and no one ever ever forgets that her father passed away. Oh, days yeah. before Greece Live, I think the day before. The day before, I mean, yeah. And is she that killed not dad. insane? And she it, truly.
1: um wow. I also think, like, just to like bring it back, like she's so good in tic Tick Boom, and there's a there's a song called Therapy that she does with Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is another one. He's so good, like oh. another Drag Race guest judge. Oh, so and yeah, yeah. Just, just great. He had never sang before "Tick Tick Boom," and this is—I want you to see it because, like, I—I I would love to know what you think because his voice sounds so good. Mm. And for me, he's my favorite um, male performance of the year. He was also great in "Eyes of Tammy Faye," which I saw. Did you see "Eyes of Tammy"? Faye? I have not. Oh, see that's 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 camp. Okay, right yeah.
0: there. Yep. Yeah. Great. Love it.
1: Good camp. I loved it.
0: We love searchlight pictures too. <laughs> yes, our distributor. <laughs> our distributor for Fire Island. We we actually, you know what? Let's let's try to talk about the movie as minimally as possible before it comes out. Well, have you seen it? I have not seen it.
1: Oh, okay. I I, I am I have
0: seen it. I honestly think it's a it's not fair for us to talk about it. No. I think people should just like think of it judge it for themselves you know
1: no that being said I would like to have some people from it on the pod like I you know what I mean
0: we're gonna have people from it
1: on the pod for sure but I
0: just think like Let's. I don't. I don't want to like press my thumb on the scale too much no, in terms no, no, of no, like no. the release and like what what you know what people say about it. I don't want to really have anything to do with
1: that. No, I think that we learned from shooting it. It's best to try to remove ourselves from yes it as much as possible. Yes. Um. But it's coming, and one of us has seen it, and our our reviews are under embargo at this time. Okay. There you go. There you go.
0: Try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself, the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night with this new Cantina Chicken Menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at
2: Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a Job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert snagajob.com where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello,
0: Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
1: So we are thinking about making this a little bit of a shorter episode because I am trying to not talk super, super much. So what do you think, Beau? Should we head to I don't think so, honey?
0: Let's do it. I love it.
1: All right. This is our one minute segment where we take 60 seconds, which is a minute to rant and rail about something in culture that is grinding our G-E-A-R-S. And I spell that like sort of like you would have Gwen Stefani spell the word bananas. Um, Mm. I'm sort of doing that now here with the word gears. All right, so Bowen Yang is going to go first this week. Um, Bowen, wow. uh, you have a topic? Are you are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, this is Bowen Yang's I don't think so honey. His time starts now.
0: I don't think so honey. Nike will. You taste
1: like shit and you
0: don't work most of the time. Flop. Mm. And mm. listen. You ain't Coca-Cola, so get out of here with that cherry-flavored shit. mm. That's cherries reserved for icons only, (laughs) okay? NyQuil, you're busted. You come in the little syrup, and then we got to take a shot of you, and then hope for the best give it up to God. And then you wake up the next morning. How many times has this happened to you? And you go, mm. well, that did nothing. I taste, I, I swallowed that disgusting acetaminophen syrup for nothing. Didn't Ugh. I? So let's just, I think we get NyQuil out of the conversation. NyQuil is no longer canon in terms 15. of medicine. NyQuil is just, is basically homeopathic medicine at this point. I don't care. Put it in with the flowers and the florals and the herbal stuff. Five seconds. It's just as ineffective if not more. NyQuil,
1: you're done. And that's one minute. NyQuil, more like I will find something else. <laughs> Girl. I just popped You off. just came up with that? Yeah, huh Right Genius. off the cuff. Genius, Genius queen. queen. You know what? I actually, I think it always succeeds in making me want to go to sleep, which I always appreciate when I'm not feeling well at night. Sure. It, does, it definitely does put me to sleep. Is it decongesting me? You know, I don't know. I don't know what happens while I my don't think eyes are it's shut, doing darling. Any
0: of what it's what it says on the label. Well, Dayquil's worse. I just think VIX really needs to restructure. Ooh. Have the layoffs, Mama. Lay off the people who like really scammed us and conned us with this NyQuil stuff. Cause I mm. bet they're still around. I bet they, they were back there during the thirties or forties or whenever the fuck it was invented.
1: Mm. Pop off! We need new blood at Vix. We need all new icons. Okay, and and Nyquil needs to get replaced. I want Vix to come out with a new line of
0: everything. Ditch the old typeface. Give us like a bold serif font.
1: Do you ever put that Vix cream on? Not not cream. The vapor like the, rub. The yeah, the vapor rub. Ooh, that actually is amazing. Sometimes it really opens you up.
0: Sometimes, but. They can't be leaning on that too much. That can't okay. be their only thing. If they own NyQuil, which mm-hmm. they do, I need to see them really make their product line consistent. And that's not what's been happening.
1: I didn't know that VIX was like sort of this Rupert Murdoch type yeah, like I want to see media the empire yeah. of, of the sort of, um, you know, uh, vapor rub and uh, decongestant industry.
0: There's a succession narrative there. Also...
1: Can I just say, yeah, I'm con- really, let's, let's talk about it.
0: N- the concept. No, 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 no. I know what you think I'm going to say, what you want me to say. I was just going to bring up family businesses in general. Uh-huh. Being like, why are we, why are we still doing that? But that's yeah. just me. Um, You want to talk about succession?
1: I just want to say it's one of the most boring shows I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I and I, I I know I have to give it another try, and I also know that everyone listening to watching? this just like veered off the road through their phones, etc. It's not that I stopped watching; did- it's that I started the first season, and I was like, okay, so I'm supposed to spend first season takes a long time. First season doesn't. I,
0: I it's one of those shows, and I know we're so past this now as a culture, but it's one of those shows that really picks up. By the finale of season one, and then season two is, I think, perfect television. Okay, and season two is so good, and I actually am controversially going to say that this season is not doing it for me. In the same yeah, way I
1: mean, I, I think everyone is saying that this season is not doing it for them because essentially they're just regurgitating plot lines that they always have, and that feels like
0: well, because two, you had a Holly Hunter and a Terry Jones for a few episodes, but Holly Hunter really like makes you watch. Like, there's mm-hmm. something about her. Oh, oh yeah, oh, Holly is one of the greats. Holly's one of the greats but like season two is really great TV and I highly I think you should just stick yeah. it out until two and then you're and then you'll fall even more in love with Sarah Snook and with Kieran and with um I I'll mean know. I'll
1: say Kieran Kieran fucking rocks and I, I I did watch the premiere of this third season and I thought to me he really stood out I oh was yeah, like he he's amazing
0: and, and and the best way and um I don't know there was a really funny gawker Gawker wrote. This funny reaction to this um, profile in the New Yorker on Jeremy Strong. Oh, I
1: read the New Yorker profile today.
0: And that's all. We'll just leave it at that because I think it's very interesting.
1: Um, Let's just say if you want to read about my least favorite type of person, then check out the New Yorker profile on Jeremy Strong, who sounds absolutely insufferable. Jared Leto level? No, not quite. But in that sort of vein, where it's like, I mean, clearly everyone who works with him is like constantly bombarded by his like method tactics, and he won't rehearse with anyone. He's cold to people on set because he won't go in the makeup trailer the same time as anyone else. He won't go in the makeup trailer at times. Anyone else. probably Can you this imagine? is someone who is costing hours and also yeah. lots of dollars to to cut around him just from a production standpoint. And that to me, that type of narcissist straight male actor that um, does things like that, I think is a Mary Cosby level harmful. <laughs> oh, so now she is harmful. I can't stand that. I mean, if you're if you're saying on this episode that Mary Cosby is harmful, then I'm saying I'm the not same saying thing she's harmful. I'm just
0: no, I'm just saying she's like not fun to watch anymore, which is everything on right. on, on a show like Housewives.
1: Right, a hundred percent. I get I get that. I'm still having fun watching her, but I definitely don't like the things that she said in this episode that were uh, you know body shaming and like definitely racist. I mean, then even hearing that sentence come out of my mouth, it's like yeah, that's pretty tough. I but just, um yeah, there's no way around it. Like and there's like and like I think and like we can't sweep that
0: under the rug the same way that I think a lot of people swept under the rug her like Crazy anti-black shit that she's like said, like on the show. I'm just like, what is? Why are we still like hooked on this woman? Like collectively,
1: she certainly likes to throw around the thing of calling people hoodlums and thugs, and that's obviously coded language. And you know, I mean, she definitely. There's nothing for her to hide behind on this last episode because she literally called Heather Chubby and then said, "But you can't can't. Jen was who Jen, who's a criminal, was quote unquote like a that was Jen. We can't." I think you—you of all people
0: cannot be like Team Whitney and be like. But I still like watching Mary. It's
1: not that I like watching Mary. I think that she's still a valid part of the narrative, and I'm really. This is my thing. Is it's like if this is the way that the season is unfolding, then I can't wait for the reunion to watch them what ask her hey what's up with all this language that you're using like mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. what's up with it because it is racist and like it, it is like fat phobic and it is all these things and then we'll see what happens it's getting it's getting too ramona for me is all i'm saying yep i hear that anyway that's
0: it you got one i have one now yeah okay this is matt Rogers. Design. i don't think so honey As time starts now
1: I don't think so, honey. Room service because you take three <laughs> hours to get to any mm. hotel. It doesn't matter what hotel you're staying at. If you're staying at a five star hotel, if you're staying at a one star hotel or even a motel that would have room service. It doesn't really matter what, what how much money you spent, didn't spend, how close you are to the kitchen, how, whatever. The room service takes forever. And I don't think so, honey. It's also famously expensive. Mm. The hidden fees, the fact that they can get away with charging $19 for a simple cheeseburger, even without fries. I don't think so, honey. Room service is the only one doing it as badly as they do it. These crooks, these criminals. I'm not going to say where I am right now, but I'm in a, what is a lovely hotel. And I found out that their room service is through a third party, which of course adds 20 Uh, minutes. Room service is part of a third party. I don't think so, honey. It's already I don't think so, honey, enough when it's in the hotel. All I want is a goddamn chicken sandwich with fries. It shouldn't take an hour and 30 minutes, and that's what it takes, and I don't think so, honey.
0: And that's one minute. I mean, at this point, room service is only good for breakfast, and then the rest of it, you just order like a fucking Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever the hell, and tip your delivery person generously. But... (sighs) Uh, room service has really flopped, especially since the pandemic. And in those early stages when the hotels wouldn't, would not straight up just not do it, mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, you don't get it through surfaces. It's fine. Like, let's just yeah. make me the food, please.
1: You know, as anyway. someone who was in the service industry for a very long time, I'm usually someone who gives beyond the benefit of the doubt. Like, of even if course. a server is like absolutely pathetic, if there's things missing from my order, I'll still tip 20%. But it's like, really hard when the reason that you're ordering room service is so you don't have to like leave your room like you know Uh you you need something at a certain amount of time like you're trying to enjoy your experience and then it just becomes a stressor because it takes forever forever I hate having to call and check in on things I feel so annoying again because of my time in the service industry that I give the benefit of the doubt but I can no longer give the benefit of the doubt for some of these room service experiences it's like come on
0: now come on now anyways unacceptable behavior okay well um i'm glad we checked in this is a short one and still an hour still still we
1: can say the length of a podcast
0: yes and i will say and it's okay that we have these episodes where we're just
1: checking in because we're both what busy a little bit busy and also the thing is when a guest comes on we want to be able to give the guest such exactly a time and an energy and a focus and so we, the thing is like it, it's we're trying to be considerate of everyone's time. And
0: you got to stay focused on you right now because you're literally touring the country singing and um, <laughs> I have to I don't know go through the motions at my job so <laughs>
1: By the way, congrats on your Critics' Choice Award nomination. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much.
1: And I did want to say big ups to Q-Force, who was nominated for Best Animated Series. Big ups to Q-Force. <laughs> way to go, Gabe. Yeah, and all the shows I worked on were nominated, so we love to Amazing. see Amazing. Other two? Yeah, Best Comedy Series.
0: Okay. I was involved in that as well. Don't forget. Yeah, and
1: can, that's really congratulations to you congratulations to both of us on the other two second season. I mean, oh I my God. you can say it was our achievement. It was our
0: achievement. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we close every episode with the song.
1: Yes, we do. Why my do birds, birds suddenly, suddenly appear every time you are near you. just like me. me they, they ought to, to be close to you. you. Bye There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with
0: fruit flavor, no added sugar, and
1: You deserve that. Try new
0: bubbly bursts. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night
1: out.
0: and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it.